Good morning and happy Sabbath, everyone. Today is a beautiful day. Uh, you know, as I looked outside, I'm just returning from Jamaica. I came up Thursday night, and um, it looks like how it is in Jamaica, just that it doesn't feel that way. And so they say looks can be deceiving. But it's, it's really a beautiful day. It could have been otherwise. And we are here. We drove up this morning from... GTA area, Brampton specifically, and it was a very beautiful morning for driving, and we give God thanks for that, and we give God thanks for the privilege that we could be here with you. I think um, we should now turn to the word of the Lord, and so I invite you to take your Bibles, and let's go back to our scripture reading, which was read so beautifully by Ethan. Ethan and Caleb, I saw them here, who knows, a little more, there will be the elders standing up here, and possible pastors delivering the message. We give God thanks for them. So we go back to Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 2, um, reading 8 through to 10. And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but indeed you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful until death, and I will give you a crown of life. Let me repeat. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we open your words to our hearts at this time. Lord, I pray that you will use me to feed your people, including myself here today, on your words. So that, Lord, we will seek to be faithful to you, come what may. Bless our worship, accept our worship, and may it be like sweet incense to you. And may your blessings fall on us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life, called to faithfulness, or called to be faithful. We do know that God is faithful, don't we? He's faithful to his promises. We see his faithfulness over and over again. Faithfulness to us, faithfulness to his people. He's faithful in so many ways. And we can always take comfort in the fact that God is faithful. In Psalm 100, verse 5, the Bible says, The Lord is good and his love endures forever. 
His faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And the songwriter was so correct when he penned these words, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. So, brothers and sisters, there is no doubt that God is faithful. And the question to answer is, what effect will God's faithfulness have on us? We know God is faithful. But the question is, what effect will God's faithfulness have upon me, have upon all of us? One, because God is faithful, He calls us to be faithful like Him. Secondly, because God calls us to be faithful, we are guaranteed that He will enable us to be faithful. But the question is, what does it mean to be faithful? What's the definition of faithfulness? We may first need to define that. So that we may make sure that we are talking about the same thing. The word translated faithfulness is the same word that translate faith. If you look in the dictionary, you will find a technical definition that says faithfulness is to follow through with a commitment regardless of difficulty. And that's a pretty good def definition. Another definition says faithfulness is being firm in belief Firm in reliable, dependable, honest, and loyal. It is consistent in the performance of duty or service. It's steady and not fickle. That's what faithfulness is described as. And God says to us, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Faithfulness, therefore, is staying true to someone or to something. Being trustworthy. Being someone who can be counted on. And that's why God wants us to be faithful, because God wants to count on us. You know, while the Greek word is most often times translated as faith, the act of trusting or believing God in this context, we see most Bible versions translate it as faithfulness, which is the virtue of being trustworthy and dependable. That's faithfulness. In 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, the Bible says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. So when God, when we are told that God is faithful, and that you can count on God providing you a way of ex escape, 
You do not have to fall prey to your temptation. Now God says he's faithful. God calls us to be faithful. God says, I will help you through the process of being faithful as long as you work with me. We can trust God. Sometimes we doubt as to whether we can carry through the whole act of faithfulness. Can we stay faithful? You know, when Jesus was on earth, he said, In the last days, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith in the earth? In other words, will he find faithful people? And oftentimes we wonder, am I going to be faithful? Can I be faithful? You know, I, I, I've sat and studying with individuals who, and when they have come to a knowledge of what the Word of God is saying to them, and, you, and, and they said, you know, I don't want to be baptized because I'm afraid I'm not going to remain faithful. And I could tell them that God who has brought you to this point, He has promised to see you right through. You don't have to fear not being faithful because God is faithful. And God says he will provide the way out for you. Doesn't matter what temptation or trials or circumstances we may fall in. We can be faithful as long as we keep on trusting in God. Even when we are faithless, God is faithful. How many times do we base our faithfulness on, on circumstances? We will be faithful as long as everything is going well. But when, when, when the, the, the rubber meets the road and things are not going well, what do we do? God calls us unto faithfulness. Listen to some New Testament verses that contain our call to faithfulness. In 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2. The Bible says, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. God has called us unto him and God expects us to be faithful. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 12, Paul admonishes us to be joyful in hope, patient in tribulation and faithful in prayer. Peter in 1 Peter 4 and verse 10 declares that each one should use whatever gift he has been given to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. In Revelation 14 and verse 12, the Bible says, This call for patient endurance on the part of the saints who obey God's commandment and remain faithful unto him. Here are the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep his commandments and the faith of Jesus. God calls us to be faithful. And so from this verse, brothers and sisters, we can clearly see that God is calling us to faithfulness. And this faithfulness is characterized by loyalty and reliability. The call to be faithful is for us to be true to our commitment to Christ Jesus even in the face of death. It doesn't matter what the trials are that we are going through, we can still be faithful. Now let's ask the critical question, and that is, how do we develop faithfulness? 
You know, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, the Bible lists the fruit of the, the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is the product of the Spirit. The outcome of the Spirit or that which the Spirit produces in us. And guess what shows up in that list? Faithfulness. So here it is. The fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. In addition to love and joy and peace and kindness and patience, goodness, gentleness and self-control is faithfulness. Faithfulness, the virtue of being trustworthy and dependable. And the reason for understanding the word this way is the company in which it found itself in the passage. The other eight virtues are ethical qualities. And it is more likely that faith or faithfulness should be an ethical quality as well. In other words... The person who is becoming a partaker of, of the divine nature will be faithful and loyal. Just as we are admonished to, to love and to have joy and to have peace and patience and so forth, we are admonished to, have, to be faithful. It's a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, as this fruit grows within us, we become more trustworthy. We become more focused and serving God and God alone. And so the key point here is that faithfulness being a, a fruit of the Spirit is something that comes automatically within us if we are connected to the Holy Spirit. He produces faithfulness in us. It's a part of the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. We'll become more focused on serving God. We will not be double-minded. We will have a steady faith, one that is not shaken even when bad things happen to us. Therefore, I need to realize that faithfulness is not so much something that I'm striving to develop, but faithfulness is something I want to allow the Holy Spirit to create in me. In other words, we must be led by the Holy Spirit. So being faithful is not something I can do of my own. It is as the Holy Spirit allows his fruit to be produced in me. Now when we are spirit-led Christians, then we produce fruit. Because it is a natural thing to do. We are to be faithful to God. It's natural when we are being led by the Spirit. God expects us to be faithful to him. He, he has done so much for me. He has done so much for you. He has been so faithful to us. Why wouldn't we want to be faithful to him? Being faithful to God means that we must follow him daily. It means that we are Christian each and every day. Not just Sabbath Christians, but Christians every day of our life. We should be able to depend, God should be able to depend on us to do what he has called us to do. So how do we allow the Holy Spirit to develop faithfulness in us? Here are some things we need to be aware of. First, 
We need to realize that temptations will come. Just as surely as Jesus was tempted to be unfaithful, we will be tempted to be unfaithful. In our marriage, at work, in our relationship with God, and even in the church. We are going to be tempted. But let us remember that God says in 1 Corinthians that I will allow no temptation to come to you that I will not give you enough strength to go through. So when we are tempted to be unfaithful, look to God. Ask him for strength. Ask him for help. And that's what the, the devil does. He will tempt us to be unfaithful. You know, his temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, sometimes we read it and we gloss over it. But here was Jesus, who was fully human, having fasted for 40 days, and coming out of his fasting, he was hungry. There's no doubt about it. He was hungry. And, and, and the Bible said the devil brought to him, you know, it is said that it wasn't just the devil looked. The stone that the devil pointed to say, look, here's some stone. Turn them into bread. The very look of these stones would, would, would crave your appetite because they looked like freshly baked barley bread. That's what the, the, the spirit of prophecy says. Just to look at them. And so the devil came to Jesus, we would say, at a time when he was vulnerable. But he was not vulnerable because of his contact and his communion with God. In fact, I think the devil was stupid. It shows that he's wise but not all wise. Because here was Jesus fasting with his father. And at the end of his fast, immediately at the end of doesn't matter how hungry he was. But he must have gained so much power and connection with God that he was going to resist anything the devil would throw at him. It's like the devil tempting us after we're leaving church. We should be so energized in the spirit and in the love of God that we walk through the door and no temptation can overcome us because we are so infused with God. Second thing we need to aware of is that we need to seek the Holy Spirit reinforcement by developing regular positive spiritual habits. I want to let you know that this world we live in is not as sympathetic to Christian as in past times. I'm not sure that we can any longer declare even our nation as a Christian nation. We are being pressed on every side to develop negative habits. We are being tempted to be unfaithful in church attendance. We are being tempted to be unfaithful in our prayer, in our study of God's word. But like Jesus, brothers and sisters, we need to learn to say to the devil, Get thee behind me, Satan. And if we are determined to serve God faithfully, then we will become consistent and trustworthy and reliable. As we walk in the Spirit, then faithfulness will come more naturally and automatically. We need to learn to get up when we fall also, or when we are knocked down. When we are knocked down, 
and we try to get up, we will hear a God. We'll always find a God with strong arms right there to help us back on our feet again. That's why we can't condemn anybody. We just have to love one another. Somebody may make a mistake, but we can't condemn them. We just have to love them and pray for them because God is always there ready to put them back on their feet, to put us back on our feet again. You remember Simon Peter? You know, he's one of my heroes in Scripture. Not because he always did what was right, but sometimes he made glaring mistakes. You mean, he even denied the Lord Jesus three times. When Jesus said, Peter, you're going to deny me, he said, no, Lord. No, no, not me. I will die with for you and with you. But not long afterwards, he denied him. Not once, not twice, but three times. And when he found out what he had done, the Bible said he wept bitterly for his actions. He went out into the garden and he cried. He wept bitterly. And the thing about Peter, every time he was knocked down, he got up back again. So faithfulness, my friends, doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes. But it does mean that when we make mistakes, when we fall, we do not stay that way. We get up back and keep on trusting God. So in order to prove faithful, we must always focus our attention on God and not on our circumstances. We must fix our gaze, fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. As long as we focus on the Lord and not on our circumstances, we can live faithfully in, 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 the, in the face of life confidently. In order to prove faithful, we must listen to the voice of God. Bible says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. As long as we listen to the voice of God, as long as we continue to study God's word, we will be filled with faith and confidence. In order to prove faithful, we must seek God with all our heart. He is the one who can deliver us from all our fears. We must seek the Lord with the faith and the assurance that He will reward us when we earnestly seek Him. We cannot substitute seeking God by anything else. God must be first and foremost in our lives. We cannot be too busy to seek Him. We cannot be too preoccupied with anything else in life. But in all that we're doing, God must be, our seeking of God must be constant. That's how we develop faith. In order to prove faithful, my friend, we must not allow the past or the present to rob us of our faith and confidence concerning the future. You know, we may have had bad and painful experiences in the past. Our heart may have been broken and crushed by some tragedy. But we should never allow those experiences 
to ruin the rest of our lives. You know, there are some people out there. They were once faithful church members. But something wrong happened. Maybe somebody in the church rubbed them the wrong way. Maybe something happened that they were not expected to happen in the church. Because the church is supposed to be a safe community. And sometimes they might have heard something said about them which was true, which was they did not expect to hear repeated. Sometimes something like that. But they allowed that to prevent them from having a wonderful experience with God. Yes, we should never try to hurt our brothers and our sisters. We should always love and be at one. But brothers and sisters, do not allow anything that happened in your past or even now to rob you of your glorious experience in the future with God. Do not give up on God. In order to prove faithful, we must be filled with the power of God. We should not allow the spirit of fear to fill our hearts. The Lord does not give us the spirit of fear, but he gives us the spirit of power and faith. The Lord wants us to be filled with power. If you are going to prove faithful, you must be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. In order to prove faithful, we must be filled with the love of God. You know, when our hearts are filled with the love of God, we will be filled with great faith and confidence. We will rest in the confidence of God's abiding love. God's love for us. We must be filled with the love of God for one another, for his people. We must not allow hatred and bitterness and anger and envy and, and, and an unforgiving spirit and all other evil elements or attitudes to fill our hearts. These evil attitudes will corrupt our hearts and open the door for fear and doubt to dominate our lives. In order... To prove faithful, we must be filled with a sound mind. Now, when we have a sound mind, we will not be harassed with unnecessary fears and suspicions. We will not live under imaginary fears and dangers. We will not make a mountain out of a mole heap. We will understand each situation clearly. When we are filled with a sound mind, we will experience great peace of mind and live a happy life filled with peace and, and faith and obedience. That's what God wants to give us. He wants to give us a sound mind. God wants us so that we can, be prove, we can prove faithful. God wants to fill us with his love. God wants to fill us with his power. God wants to give us the assurance that he's working out things for us. God wants us to have a heart of love. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, we may grow weary. Yes, we may fall. And yes, we may fail. But faithfulness says, even though there is discouragement and disappointment, I will not let go. I will not quit. 
With God's help, I will keep on attending and I'll keep on giving and I'll keep on serving and I'll keep on striving because God has called me to be faithful and by his grace, he will enable me to do so. Be thou faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. My brothers and sisters, we are living in terrible times. We are seeing darkness all around us. The Bible did say that in the last days, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. We are living in trying times. Our faith is being tested day by day. The devil is like a roaring lion, rampantly trying to seek to destroy and to plunder God's people. But let us remember God calls us unto faithfulness. He wants us to be faithful to him. God wants to do a mighty work in us and for us and through us. But we must be faithful. He says, be thou faithful unto death. And I will give you a crown of life. He's coming back soon. And he wants to give us the crown of life. All we have to do is to be faithful to him. Let us not depend on our own wisdom, our own strength. But let us infuse our hearts with the love of God. Let us allow God's love to saturate our entire being, our life. Let us allow the Holy Spirit to tarry with us, to walk with us, to live within us. As was said this morning, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let us care for our bodies in such a way that God's Spirit can live in us and can live for us. Let us not be afraid to submit our all to God. Submit our all to Him because He has, calling, he has called us to faithfulness and He has given us the assurance that he will keep us being faithful to him. Don't allow anything, no temptation, no circumstances to take our minds off God. He says, whatever comes your way, he has already sought out the answer for that. He has already put in place the process so that we can be overcomers May God help us to be faithful so that when Jesus shall appear, we'll hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord.